Hello and welcome to Love in Public. I'm Abril Soarso Rivera. And I'm Smila Colombini. And you are listening to CITR 101.9 FM. We're broadcasting from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded Coast Salish territory of the Halkmelem-speaking Muskegon people. You'll notice that this is the very first time that I'm here with a co-host. Smila is one of my best friends, and we are doing a special live episode this week for Fundrive. For those of you who don't know, Fundrive is CITR's main fundraising event. So if you enjoy listening to Love in Public and want to support local, independent community radio, please consider donating this year. You can learn more about Fundrive by visiting citr.ca slash donate. And if you're donating specifically because you enjoy listening to Love in Public, please consider donating in the name of this show. It means a lot. Fundrive's theme this year is campy Harlequin romance novels, so we wanted to do a Valentine's Day-themed episode all about meet-cutes, misconnections, and hopefully expand to celebrate all kinds of love. We've got some exciting things in store for you, including some real-life love stories and call-in segment where we hear from you about the people you love and why you love them. If you're interested in calling in later, the phone number will be 604-822-2487. That's 604-822-2487. But before we get into that, let's talk about Valentine's Day because it's a controversial holiday. (laughs) Smila, what is your relationship with Valentine's Day like? I feel like I feel about Valentine's Day the same way I feel about New Year's. Mm. It's like if it's worth celebrating on a specific day, it's worth it celebrating every day. Yeah. So, yeah, just like let's have Valentine's Day every day. Every day is love day. Yeah. I love Valentine's Day. It's one of my favorite holidays, but I definitely feel like it is one that is over-commercialized and how can we demonstrate and display our love for others? And it almost gets competitive. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like your relationship with Valentine's Day has changed over time? Um, no, I feel like I've always never really put any expectation into it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. I feel like At its heart, Valentine's Day is a, it's an occasion to celebrate the love that exists in every aspect of your life, whether that is romantic or platonic or familial or the love that you have for yourself. And I'm curious about how the holiday started. And I know you did a little bit of research. Yeah, I did. So it actually has to do nothing with love, which is really weird. It actually has to do with death. Oh. So... (laughs) Basically, it comes, at least the name comes from the two Christian priests named Valentine, who were martyred by the Roman, by a Roman emperor. Mm -hmm. And the date was specifically chosen to substitute a Roman holiday, like festivity, that was called Lupercalia, Mm -hmm. which was a celebration about um, the fawn protector of cows and goats. Um, (laughs) So that they wouldn't get killed by wolves. Um, and it actually wasn't connected to romantic love until like the 1400s. It's really weird. Like they started, random British poets started writing poems about birds mating specific, specifically on February 14th. 
And then people just went with it. <laughs> like, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I mean, I can see some of those connections, animals copulating, mating, emotional connection that you have with people connecting in all sorts of ways. <laughs> yeah, it's a reach, but there's definitely yeah. something there. It's funny to hear about how a holiday started and how its perception has changed throughout history. Are you doing anything celebrate? Are you doing anything special to celebrate this year? Well, you already know, but <laughs> we're doing something together. We're having a little Galentine's with yeah. some of my friends, some of our friends and some of my roommates. So we're going to cook a lot of good things. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. me too. We are going to take a quick break and play you a song that is full of romance. And maybe it will put you in the mood to fall in love. And while you listen, consider donating to CITR this fun drive season. You can donate by visiting citr.ca slash donate. Here's In Love by Ari Rivera. Don't wake me up if you say I am dreaming. I could be stuck in your arms for a week. I try to say what's on my in some members from CITR to name their one true love they found here. The News Collective. Indigenous Collective. 
The Accessibility Collective. Sports Collective. The Music Collective. The Intersectionality Collective. The Arts Collective. How did you first know you were in love? I could always be myself. And I learned so much. I think what I first noticed were the free accessible trainings. But what made me fall in love was the experience. I got to meet fellow radio nerds who were equally passionate about alternative media. And that changed my life forever. These collectives couldn't continue without the support that CITR provides. So we invite you to donate to citr.ca slash donate. Hello everybody, this is Saira Unju, and you are not listening to the Arts Report on CITR 101.9 FM. However, if you would like to keep listening to us, if you like our reviews, our interviews, our ticket giveaways, you can go to citr.ca slash donate because that is right, this week is Fun Drive. And with your donations, we're able to keep CITR local and alternative voices on CITR. So... If you can, please go to citr.ca slash donate and donate as much as you can. And we're back. The song that we played during the break was Ari Rivera's In Love. You're listening to Love in Public on CITR 101.9 FM. Before the break, we talked about our relationships with all things Valentine's Day and love-related. And we thought we'd bring some new voices in. We've got Sarah and Tang here to talk about their pandemic love story. Tang, Sarah, can you tell us a little bit about how the two of you started dating and getting closer, even in spite of the horrible years that were 2020 and 2021? Uh, yeah, so Tang and I, we had been uh, talking for a few months, and then we had gone out on a few dates, hitting it off. It was really great. Uh, but then the lockdown happened, and it was as we were planning our fourth date, like the day before we got news of the lockdown. Um, and so then there was a bunch of restrictions, and we couldn't see each other anymore. And so that beginning dating phase moved like completely virtually, just like FaceTiming and texting. Yeah, um, and... I'll just go back on that. While we were talking, I, you know me, I'm a hopeless romantic. If it's not slow burn, I don't want it. And so I manually manufactured our relationship to be slow burn. Whoa, I think you need to elaborate on that. How do you manufacture a slow burn? Well, we were both like, we knew we weren't talking to anyone else and we were exclusive for like that, like the whole time. And we knew we were going to date, but I was prolonging that process very ungay of us, I know. But, but <laughs> can I ask, selfishly, was it so that you could stay in that crushing, pining phase of your relationship for longer? I don't think so, because it continued. So, uh, like Sarah was saying, we couldn't see each other, and so we just called, like, FaceTime, like, every single day, and we would watch a movie, like, every single night. And um, we would just be studying, um together on FaceTime, not talking to each other, but just spending time online. Um, and yeah, I feel like that was at the core of our relationship because I felt feel like we really got to know each other during that time. And so when we actually got into a relationship, it wasn't like awkward or anything because we were so comfortable with each, with each other. You know? Yeah. I don't know what you're thinking, Smila, but I guess what I'm most curious about was or is what was it like when the two of you did get together post-lockdown? What do you think? Uh, it was, like, the best feeling in the entire world. I was, like, there was, this was, like, my real, first, like, real 
intense relationship and like there was no no feeling that you could describe like when we got to finally see each other again because we had been talking for like at least like a month and a half would you say yeah before we finally got to see each other again and the first time we saw each other Tang asked me to be her girlfriend. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be known that I am blushing in the studio. I feel like we <laughs> my all heart is are. melting. Everyone yeah. who is here right now, oh, that pulled at my heartstrings. Yeah, I met her, uh, her, her parents, um, and her family, um, that day as well. When, well, actually, I asked her the twice. We saw each other twice in that week. And so once to meet her family. And the second time was to ask her out. Yeah. Tang, can I ask you, what is one of your favorite things about Sarah? Okay. Um, I'm going to be cheeky. I have three. Oh, <laughs> take it. Um, Run so with it. One, I will say, like, physically, um, I really like it when you, like, laugh and your eyes, like, kind of, like, like, you can, like, when you genuinely laugh and you find something really funny, like, your eyes kind of, like, there's, like, a little twinkle in it. Oh. I think it's really sweet. Um, and then... Secondly, I think you're really like aspirational and you have a lot of goals in mind. And I really like that. Um, like y- you have goals and you have like careers, you have things that you really care about. Um, and I like that. And then I think, um, thirdly, more about me. Um, I think you're, um, really supportive. And I think that's good in a long-term relationship, just being flexible and like caring about what the other person is doing and being like go with the flow with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Sarah, did you expect any of this? No. I feel like a lot of, like, the beginning of our relationship, like, we would say that kind of stuff to each other all the time. And then as we've gotten more comfortable with each other, we joke around a lot. So it's really nice to hear that. And on radio, this is my first time hearing that for a while. So it's really nice. Yeah. And then, Sarah, what's your favorite thing about Tang? Okay, I have two, because Tang told me she had two, and then she just surprised me with three. Um, but the first thing is I love Tang's curiosity for the world. Um, you guys are friends with Tang, and I think you would know that she loves to learn more than anybody I've ever met. Um, she just has a love for learning new things, trying new experiences, meeting new people. And I think it's really sweet when you come home from school and you're excited to tell me about the new things you've learned. Or if you don't know something about a particular topic, you'll spend your time like trying to figure out more and learn more. And just seeing your face light up when you're passionate and talking about something is really sweet. And the second one is that I think you're incredibly thoughtful. And you're thoughtful in certain actions. Um, and it really shows that you care and you're thinking about me. Like a few examples are like, you almost daily send me a song that you are listening to and you think of me and you make playlists and you put like pictures of me or pictures of us as like the covers and you're just very intentional about your gifts as well like there was a time where my Doc Martens they were rubbing up against my heel and I just came home with bleeding heels and then for Christmas that year Tang got me heel protectors like it's just very attentive and intentional and I really appreciate that that is so Tang I mentioned to (laughs) Tang one time that my mom complained about how just ratty and gross my phone case looked and the next week she'd gotten me a new one yeah and I feel like the both of you one time I was at Tang's house where and Sarah was there and you were preparing lunch boxes for each other for school the next day and I just aspire towards that level of care oh well I think you're very caring too <laughs> <laughs> okay okay well thank you both for coming in and for sharing your love story we've got another couple that we also want to chat with and we're going to hear a little bit about their meet cue 
Here is Nick and Ethan. Nick and Ethan, I would love to hear a little bit about how the two of you met. Uh, yeah, it was it was kind of a fun story. This was also a, a pandemic moment. Um, but right after the lockdown happened, I got a job working at a coffee shop um, in Kitsilano. And Ethan was uh, a regular there. He would come in for like, because like the first time we met is a very different time from like the first time we like met, if you if that makes any sense. Um, there's a long stretch of time between that first first sight and first actual conversation. That one's on me. I'm gonna be honest. It took me a couple months to like come up with what to say, other than I'll have like an americano. It was a large americano, um, and he would order one and then take a second to like sit down to his online courses, whatever. And then because he felt bad about staying in my cafe longer, or I think because he wanted to talk to me again, he would come back and order a second small Americano. Um, so he was the, the e-boy Americano guy that I would, I would tell my roommates about after my shift. Um, but after a couple of months of pining on both sides, I will say, there was definitely lots of pining. So Ethan, which one was it? Did you want, were you there to just up your caffeine levels or was oh. there an ulterior motive there? I, I mean, I love coffee. I'm the barista now. But at that time, I was buying stuff that I didn't even want just because, like, I couldn't find another way to have a conversation. And so buying stuff and ordering from him was the way to do it. And it took between September and seeing him to, was it October, November, before I came up with my plan. And my plan was make sure there was a bus coming right away so I could bolt out the door and get out, go home and never show my face again. And I waited till he was by the exit. And I packed all my stuff. And the one thing that I came up with after months and months of planning was, I like your sweater. And then I ran. I ran. And I was never going to show my face again. But then we both, like, went on t Tinder and, like, found swiped until we found each other. Because I was like, I'm never showing my face there again. I can't. It's humiliating. <laughs> I was like, this is the one thing I have to do. And so we swiped through Tinder, and then we matched, and then we were like, eh? We said, hey. Hello. Um, I remember you. And so, yeah, that's how it went from cafe orders to what we know and love now. Wait a minute. How did it get to your first date after that? Yeah. So, well, I will say that I had a really great first line, because... Um, we had found out it wasn't, like, he had gone through and, like, swiped through everyone to find me, but I had found, like, his profile a while ago. But oh, I was like... This is new. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, you know, like, it wasn't a match the first time I swiped, whatever. So I was like, no, no, no. And I wasn't super on Tinder then. It was mostly just, like, something to do when you're bored or whatever. Um, but I had a really good first line because, you know, he's at the bar high with, I like your sweater. Um, but yeah, emphasis on like the shaky, wavering voice. <laughs> um, but I like the first message I sent was like, Hey, like, you know, if you ever want to get e to know each other better than like coffee orders and laptop stickers, here's my number. Let's take this off the app. And like 20 minutes later, I get a text that's, Hey, it's a boy that spends way too much money on coffee, smiley face. Aww. And I was with some of my friends, and when I tell you that I screamed, uh, I really was like, Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Yeah, this this was also, like, my gay awakening, I could say. 
was like, I was like, well, you know, it was like, I'll cross that gate bridge when I get there. But I was like, I was strict bro at the time. And then I, yeah, I walked through, like, ring ding walked through that door. And I saw him and I was like, oh, shit. You know, like, oh, but I was like, oh, my gosh, like, jaw drop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, but, I'm, I'm visibly blushing right now, guys. <laughs> I, this isn't my first time hearing this story, and I do recall that during that period where you were both seeing each other at this cafe, that the feeling was mutual, and that somebody... Was it you, Nick? Were you sweeping around the area that Ethan would sit, or did I... Did I, am I recalling it incorrectly? Oh, no, 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 no. Ethan was not the only one that had, like, intense planned routes to be near. Um, I definitely would, like, oh, no, like, there's definitely a crumb under your table. I better, like, get right up next to you to sweep. Yeah, very, yeah, it was, like, the, like, as soon as I stepped through that door for the first time, it's, like, you know, like, those... You're instantly tethered to another person. Like, no words, but, like, I don't even think you look my way, but you're, like, locked in. Yeah. But that went unspoken for months of, like, chatting around that cafe of, like, him sweeping by me or wiping clean, already clean tables and me buying kind of, no offense to the cafe, but kind of gross blueberry muffins that I didn't even want. <laughs> I don't even really like Nick's nodding, muffins. so you agree. The muffins were bad. But I just bought them to buy them to be like, can I have one? Hello. But... Yeah. My favorite story about Ethan coming up to buy things is I, you know, I knew him as like a large Americano and then a small Americano. Um, and it gets to a certain point with regulars at a coffee shop where you're like, hey, can I get your large Americano ready? And I found out like on our first date that Ethan is actually an oat latte man. But because after like three times of him ordering a large Americano, I was like, okay, like the way that I can prove that I like know that I, I, I care about this regular customer is to have his order ready. But he was just too shy to correct me that he actually prefers O lattes, that he was just an Americano man. For- but I feel like that adds to your story that you have this inside joke of what your actual coffee order is and what you would consistently order and just put up with because you were experiencing this attraction. But, like, low-key, it's good that he liked my Americanos more than my lattes, because I cannot <laughs> steam milk for the life of me. And maybe if I had given him gross coffee, that would have been a faux pas, but I don't know. I'm a coffee snob, it could have been. I feel like the two of you meeting occurred in a way that feels cinematic and movie-like. When you tell the story back, does it feel that way to you, or do you feel like... It just, it was chance and, or do you feel like there was something engineered about it where there was a constant effort that was being put in? No, it's like, again, back to like, as soon as I walked through that, as soon as I walked through that door, it was like, there, like, I didn't have to say, he didn't have to say it. I, I don't know what you were feeling, but like, it was, and it was like a two week period, especially before winter break. And it was in like a Cinderella story kind of where it's like, I was like, this is like, I'm can't be I'm like I should be manufacturing this but I'm not cuz it's so it's so like movie like but yeah it was I don't know it was it felt like the opening montage to like a rom-com of like all of the like oh hey you know like have you seen like Heartstopper where like yeah. a solid 30% of their <laughs> initial flirting is just hey yeah the hey. yeah the hospital blue ink corner like that <laughs> that was like 
it was just like the awkward conversations. But I think it was in those like awkward conversations what wasn't said, and those like silences of like the was like so much was passed between us that mm. by the time we had our first date, it was like we were like it was like it was so natural. Yeah, yeah it was going. Mm, that is so beautiful. Thank you both for coming in. I just love to hear. I love to hear about couples and the serendipitous ways in which they cross paths. We're going to take another song break. And this next song is by a singer that I just found by looking up Vancouver-based artists on Google. And now I'm literally obsessed with her voice. And her name is Vox Rea. And I feel like this song encapsulates perfectly the sweet, disorienting feeling of falling in love. After the break, we will be taking calls from you, our listeners, about someone you love and why you love them. If you are interested in calling in, grab a notepad. I'm going to give you the number now. It's 604-822-2487. That's 604-822-2487. While you listen, please consider logging on to citr.ca slash donate to make a contribution towards CITR and the work that we do here. We would love if you donated in the name of Love in Public. Stay with us. Here's Julia by Fox Rea. It's cloudy in the room, I turn around and look at you And I can't stand for a second, I have to catch my breath and It's you
Can you help me find a bathrobe? I'm so cold without it. Uh, what? Can you help me find a bathrobe? I'm so cold without it. Um, maybe you can go to. I heard it's CITR. You can donate during Fun Drive from February 2nd to 9th to get cool prizes like lighters, wine glasses, bathrobes, and more. Donate to CITR to help community radio thrive. To donate, go to citr.ca slash donate. Hey there, it's April from Love in Public. Whether you're tuning in from your car, your daily commute, or at home while you fold a load of laundry, I hope that your day's been easy, breezy, and blissful. Here at CITR, we are huge on engaging with local communities, amplifying underrepresented voices, and providing our members with the tools needed to express themselves through a variety of mediums. We're all about honest and diverse storytelling by the people for the people. This year, from February 2nd to 9th, we are asking our community to show their support in the form of monthly or one-time donations. Being in operation for 85 years means that we're due for some essential equipment upgrades, and our goal is to raise $20,000 for a new radio transmitter. That's right, a snazzy new radio transmitter to level up your listening experience in every way. Log on to citr.ca slash donate today to help keep community radio alive. And we're back. You're listening to CITR 101.9 FM, and this is Love in Public. Smila, what would your ideal Valentine's Day look like? That's a really good question. I feel like doing something private but outdoorsy. Mm. Like, I don't know, like going on a hike and then like a hidden picnic somewhere in the woods. Hopefully not like finding any bears or anything. Yeah. I'm... I'm a picnic girl. I feel yeah. like for me, it doesn't take a lot. It <laughs> takes some food, potentially some dips from this grocery store. Artichoke dip. A baguette. You know the one. It's the spinach artichoke dip. So good. So good. A trip to Persia Foods, potentially. Nothing has to be prepared beforehand. A communal trip to Persia Foods and a patch of grass in a sun-dappled area. That's all. That's all it would take for me. <laughs> Um, what are some of my other favorite activities that I feel like I would like on Valentine's Day? I think a lot of it probably depends on your love language, right? Mm-hmm. Like the person that you're celebrating with, whether or not they appreciate quality time or words of affirmation or acts of service. I forget the other ones. Meaningful gifts? <laughs> yeah. Is that I feel fun? like, yeah, I think that's one of them. I think one of the good ways to combine all of that, do you know the game? We're not really strangers. Yes. Yeah, we played that together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a good Valentine's Day activity. Yeah. I think it's just honoring how you're feeling on that day as well. And just nothing has to be otherworldly. You don't have to plan anything spectacular that you've never done before. Sometimes it can be as simple of, as just doing an activity that you do all the time, like watching your favorite comfort show together or going for a walk in the neighborhood and holding hands. Or if you're celebrating with friends, like having a little spa night or um, listening to your favorite music or going to one of your regular spots. I love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. What is something meaningful or special that someone's done for you on Valentine's Day? Ooh, I feel like going on a trip 
It was really fun. Yeah, like a little road trip and like just enjoying life and kind of being, I feel like, isolated and like not having to think about anything else. It's just like your little love bubble. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer that travel doesn't have to be something that requires a one-way ticket to the other side of the world. It can just be like the other week when we went to Steveston and that's this little suburb in, in Richmond and we just had to get on a bus and then I think it was Labor Day weekend. Nothing was yeah, open. Nothing was open. It was rainy. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of magical and, and wonderful. Yeah, it's one of my favorite memories of us together. Yeah, yeah, me too. Do you feel like people are overemphasizing celebrating their romantic partners and not as much on other um, people in their life that they feel love and affection towards? Yeah, I feel like not even just on Valentine's Day, like in mm. general. Like, you always hear about people getting into a relationship and then just kind of drifting away from their friends yeah. and then refining them once they break up. Yeah. And I feel like we definitely need to make more space. Maybe we should have, like, a day for friendship, friendship Valentine. Day. Friendship day. Yeah. yeah, celebration of platonic love. Yeah. I I haven't celebrated Valentine's Day as... I haven't... I've been happily single f for the last couple of Valentine's days. And I think that's what I love so much about it because for me, it feels so much more expansive mm -hmm. and it gets me thinking about all the people that I don't honor or show gratitude towards mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah. And it can be really small things. Like even I feel like getting a message like, Hey, I just thought of you. Yeah. Like, that's a beautiful Valentine's day gift 100%. or honestly any day gift. I'll yeah. take that any day. Yeah. A, a thinking of you message. <laughs> it really does it for yeah. me. It's time for my favorite part of today's episode. We're opening up our phone bank for you to call in and give a shout out to someone you love in your life. Tell us about someone who gives you the warm and fuzzies who you can't imagine your life without. We want to hear all about them. If you're interested in calling in, the phone number is 604-822-2487. That's 604-822-2487. They're open for you. I wonder if anybody's going to call in. I wonder if anybody is ready to give us a declaration of their love. I'm going to give you the number one more time in case you missed it. It's 604-822-2487. In the meantime, maybe, Smila, you could tell me about someone in your life that you would like to declare your love. Someone who you feel like you haven't been appreciating or on Valentine's Day you're going to make a concerted effort to send them a little text message. Mm, I think one of my new roommates, Anna... I don't know if you're hearing this, but you have literally made my life so much better, better in the span of one month. And I just appreciate having her in my life so much. Yeah. Oh, that's so special. Yeah. Shout out to Anna. We've got our first caller. Hello. Hello. Hi, Kate. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? I'm so glad that this one works. <laughs> you know what? I feel like the show must go on. You've got to improvise a little bit sometimes. And You're this so is, right. Yeah, this is low tech, but it's working for us. I love a low tech moment. I think it's because I have an American number. Oh, you know what? That could be it. 
It could be. So, Kate, tell us about someone that you love and someone that you're thinking about this Valentine's Day. Okay, I will. Um, I was thinking about how you guys were talking about platonic love and platonic friendships um, and how are. So I just want to give a little shout out to Tessa, who might listen to this later. I'm not sure, but she just means a whole lot to me. She is probably my best friend in Vancouver um, and also my roommate. And I could choke up talking about her because she means so much to me. But she is just a, a gorgeous ray of of unique creative sunshine and I really I really value her. She's also really funny. Oh. How did Tessa enter your life, Kate? Oh, <laughs> I do this thing where um I randomly go up to people and introduce myself very frequently. So I did that to my friend Christine. Um <laughs> and she was like oh, I also know someone here in Vancouver from the Bay Area. And I was like, no way. And she's like, yeah, her name's Tessa. She lives in Vanier. At the time, I also lived in Vanier. Um, and then she just introduced us. And I don't know, we became we became friends. I think that she, her, for her, when we first started becoming friends was when I slipped in a pile of mud and completely wrecked myself. But, you know, fun times. <laughs> That feels like a pretty faded way of meeting. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, thank you so much for calling in, Kate. Of course. And we're sending some extra love out to Tessa today. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Okay, so we're going to do this a bit of a... We're going to do it a little differently. The people who have tried to call in, we're going to give them a call. Here's our next caller. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi, Montserrat. You are live on air on an episode of Love in Public. Oh, my gosh. How cool. <laughs> Where are you tuning in from? Um, I'm tuning in from my room. Um, yeah, not really exciting. <laughs> Who are you talking to us about today? Okay, so I feel like everyone stole kind of my ideas, but I will also talk about my lovely friends and roommates, uh, Sam and Marco, and they can probably hear um, from my room that I'm talking about them. But yeah, I just wanted to talk about them because they have been really supportive people in my life recently. And I feel like what you guys are saying of like, sometimes we take the people we love the most for granted, and I don't get to say that I appreciate them um, all the time. So I'm using this opportunity to tell them that. <laughs> I feel like this episode is getting, well, this segment is getting co-opted into a roomy appreciation, which, that. yeah, I love that. And I think especially over the last few years, I've gotten, I I feel like I've realized just how important it is to have people in your corner quite physically, right? And I know that mm -hmm. we have had endless conversations, Montserrat, about how your roommates have been there for you. Um, throughout the pandemic and throughout really stressful seasons of your life. Yeah, exactly. And like really because we got so close during COVID and just like I see them every day, they really are like home to me as well. Like when I come home, it's just like I know I can be myself and it's just like a sigh of relief whenever oh. I see them. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. When you see certain people and it feels like a full body exhalation, mm -hmm. it's yeah. the best. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in, Montserrat. 
Of course. <laughs> I am so glad to talk to you guys, and you guys are doing great. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. The moral support means the world. Of course. Okay, bye. Take care. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. It's funny because Montserrat was mentioning how you see certain people and it feels like you can exhale. Mm -hmm. I remember a little while ago when we were hosting that poetry night at my place and I was feeling overstimulated in every way. And so I did what I do and I went to the kitchen and I just busied myself prepping and people were already showing up and I thought, I'm just not ready for that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm going to do whatever I need to feel calm and composed again and then you walked in and said what can I do to help and I remember experiencing exactly what Montserrat described oh that's so sweet yeah. I feel like I feel that all the time with you just like in social situations in general like I see you and you're like my lighthouse I'm oh. like I made it oh. yeah. <laughs> I wonder I feel like there are people who I haven't really been thinking about for Valentine's Day mm. and as I was asking you, I thought, oh gosh, I don't even have an answer prepared. Mm -hmm. And the person that I want to send some love to on the airwaves today is Mercy, who is one of the sandwich makers at the deli. She is the sweetest soul. And every couple of weeks I go to the deli and I get the same avocado and cream cheese sandwich. And she always greets me with a smile and she knows my order by heart. And I was on Main Street yesterday and I made my way over and I had to take a SkyTrain. And when I was walking down into the station, who did I see but Mercy? And both of our faces lit up and I wrapped her up in a hug. And it was just so wonderful to see her outside of a setting where she was serving me. Mm -hmm. um, and I wish that we just, it makes me think a lot about the people that we interact with on a day-to-day -day basis. I mean, I work as a server and for some people who live alone, maybe that's one of the only social interactions they have that day. And at least for me, when I come to school in the morning or I'm feeling like I'm caught up in a frenzy of my own overwhelm and then I see Mercy at the deli, it just, it makes me feel so good. And, and she has such an uplifting effect on me. That's so sweet. It's like a little gift that yeah. you give to each other every time you see each other. Absolutely. Well, I think we're coming to the end of our show, Smila. Mm -hmm. I hate to, Dang, really? I hate to be at this point. <laughs> I wish that we could spend more time with all of you, but that's it for today. If you like what you heard today, please consider heading on over to citr.ca slash donate and making a donation in the name of our show. Oh, actually, forget what I said. We've got one more caller. Let's see if we can get them to call in. Hello. Who's on the other line right now? This is a Tarmy. <gasps> a Tarmy? Tarmy. <laughs> this Hi. is a blessing on a Monday evening. Let me tell oh. you that. <laughs> I was listening to you guys talk about your love and, like, your friendships, and I just thought it was so wonderful. And I just wanted to share about my, like, very best friend in Vancouver, Kipling. Oh, I know Kipling. She is a gem <laughs> in every way. Such a gem. We met um, first day, first week of university, and I don't think I realized how much of an impact she was in my life until COVID, when we were kind of forced to be apart, and we just spent the entire summer calling each other day in, day night, and like 
watching movies and just like being really purposeful about spending time together. And now she's kind of, yeah, like my lighthouse and she's about to graduate and I'm just so sad to see her go. She's reminding me that there are good people out there. She is sweet and caring and supportive and kind. Um, she's shown me different ways to love people and, um, I just, I'm thankful that the universe created her. I just, I'm going to, the next time I see Kipling, I'm just going to remind her of that, that you believe that you're just so grateful that the universe created her. Oh, I really am. Um, and I think, I don't know, it's hard to, um, remember the exact moment in which I solidified my friendship with her, but, um, she's just been through every like hard moment with me and, um, you know, she's the only name my dad knows of my friends. So I think that's oh, you know, that's that is actually, it was the same with my dad. I always feel like the friends that are there for you through thick and thin, your dad will remember them. Your dad will ask <laughs> on the phone, how's Kipling doing? <laughs> exactly. Stamp of approval. Yeah. Oh. So I'm just very grateful for her and I love her to bed. Yeah. Your words mean so much. And I think it is such a testament to your relationship. The fact that you are just spilling with love, and it's so clear to see Atarmi. Oh, well, that's all the Kipling, so you guys are amazing, <laughs> and I'm, I've listened to this entire segment, and it's been amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. We're sending you big, big kisses. Uh, you too. Bye, Bye Atarmi. Bye. Oh, my God. You know, I was left with this dissatisfying feeling in my chest of, I'm just, I'm just not ready to go. And maybe that was a sign from the universe. Exactly. No, Atarmi knew. Atarmi knew that she needed to get on air and that she needed to (laughs) profess her feelings for Kipling. And I'm just, I just feel lucky to have gotten to witness it. Yeah. It's like falling in love with friends is so real and so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for holding space with us, everybody. Whether it is big or small, we hope that you find a way to celebrate all of the love that exists in your life. And maybe we could give out a few suggestions for things that you could do yeah maybe you can buy yourself some flowers might i suggest drawing a bath for someone i know this is unconventional but i've been thinking about it for my friend leva who works so hard all the time um she's busy writing her thesis i was thinking of maybe drawing her a bath putting some essential oils some epsom salts a nice candle some ambient music Or maybe you could draw a bath for yourself. Have you been working hard? Uh, Yeah, I'd say so. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you could curate a playlist for someone with all the songs Mm -hmm. that make you think of them. Maybe you could give someone a massage. Or maybe you could call somebody out of the blue, someone you love, who you just haven't gotten a chance to talk to in a while. We'll let you decide. I'm April. And I'm Smila. And this has been Love in Public. Thank you so much for joining us. Ciao, ciao. Bye.